Welcome, my disabled disciples, to episode 29 of Handy Schlapped. Today is Wednesday, June 23rd, 2021. Welcome to summer. And today we are going to talk about disabled troubles and value. Coming right up on Handy Schlapped. Well, thank you again for joining everyone, and it's so good to be with you all here on Handy Schlapped. I am your host, Reverend Jordan Schrader, and you know, I've just been thinking a lot about just some of the different troubles and the different struggles that all of us disabled people go through on a different basis. Some of them are very obvious, and uh, and, there's a lot of us who have invisible disabilities, which we've mentioned before, and you got those that um, they don't see, they they literally don't see the struggles that you go through every day. And I feel like that's often valid for most, if not all, disabled people. You know, some things I think about is that they look at us with our physical disabilities and they think that's all it is. Or like, oh, they can't get up the stairs or they need help being fed or they need help with toileting or their hygiene or clothing, whatever. And yeah, they have uh, people have the right idea, but they don't really understand that we have all of the same problems as any normal body person does sorry, able-bodied person. And you know, it's just, it's frustrating sometimes when people think that our problems are so literally surface level. They don't think that to mix it with other everyday problems, whether it's dealing with uh, rejection from job opportunities, rejection from other people, now, rejection, I think, is a huge cornerstone of the disabled life. Rejection because we don't feel as though we often fit into any particular space. We don't fit into any particular way of life in the sense of where do we really belong? People are accommodating us. Society and culture is gradually getting a little bit better each and every day to accommodate um, disabilities and whatnot. And that's all fine and dandy, but it's like they still don't quite get it that we still have the same problems they do. Here's an example. You ever have those situations where you're with a friend or whoever and um, you're having a conversation, you're, and they talk all about their problems, and they go on and on about them. But as soon as you talk about your own problems, um, whatever you're going through, whatever it may be, the the person that's with you immediately dismisses them and tries to be the problem solver for all all our problems. Like, okay, you know, like the person you're with is often going on and on about stuff that they're going through. But the moment you speak up about your own problems for once, 
then they completely go, oh, well, just do it like this, or, oh, you did it like this. And it's like, oh, you're, oh, thanks. All of my problems are solved now. It's like, <laughs> what the heck, man? It's like you can't, as a disabled person, we can't always share our problems because, like, it makes them uncomfortable or people that are not disabled, uh, they don't always know how to answer our problems or they think they know what we're going through to a point, but they really don't. I don't know, this rejection and being dismissed is very challenging because you can't feel like you are able to share your problems or vent because it's as if your problems are not as uh, weighted or heavy as able-bodied people's problems because you're not in the norm or something like that or that your problems are easily fixed or like this if you're an able-bodied person because you're part of society therefore you have more audacity and you have more value in your problems which is a weird thing to say but it's something i observe a lot that other people's problems because they contribute to society and because they get it as being a normal person, able-bodied person, so to speak, that their problems get more attention, you know, or like their problems are more legitimized because they're part of the system. That system of, oh, we're all here to talk about our problems, we all have the same problems, etc., etc. But as soon as a disabled person is finally able to speak up about their problems, then it's sidelined. Or, at, oh, that's a quick fix. Let's just fix it right there. It's like, <laughs> we all have the same troubles here, you know? It's like the show Cheers. Great show if you haven't seen it. I'm surprised if you haven't seen it. One of the greatest shows of all time. Uh, Cheers, where the, the entire show, if not most of it, is set in the bar. Cheers. And they got all these different characters coming in, just discussing their problems, and they all share the problems together. Of all different backgrounds, of all different abilities. You got all these people that have the all... What do they have in common? They all have the same troubles. You know, it says in the, in the theme song, our troubles are all the same. Go where everybody knows your name. You know, that's the kind of atmosphere almost everybody wants. You know, they want to go to a place at the end of the day, just vent their problems. Even though we're not asking for an easy fix, or we're asking for people to provide us with unsolicited advice, you know, there's people like that that are bad listeners that do that. And, you know, we just want to share our problems, get it out, and just exhaust it, vent it out. That's what most of it is. Doesn't matter if you're disabled or not. We just want to get our frustrations out. And then when you're disabled, it's hard to do that. We can't, like, just go walk it off or do kickboxing or I don't know or something like that 
And like, no, like a lot of times we have to find different alternatives to alleviate our anxieties and our frustrations. Talking is the next best thing. But unless you go see a therapist or something, or a pastor or whoever, or you're blessed enough to have those type of friends who will listen to you without giving their um, advice that you didn't ask for, then you're just going to have to find a way, I suppose. Because it's just, there are those days where disability just gets to you. You know, we have all the same troubles and we all go through the same motions, but there are just those days where disability just overcomes you. You don't know how, you don't know why, but it just does. And so it's hard to talk with someone about those days without just getting a quick dismiss on, oh, you're having a bad day, or I know what you're feeling. No, you don't. That's another dismissive uh, statement I often get or I hear other disabled people get is that when someone who is disabled shares their problems, the able-bodied person is quick to say, oh, I get it. Or they may say, I don't quite get where you're coming from, but I can try to relate, which is good in nature. I understand that. You know, what else are you supposed to say? But still, like when you're in the moment and you're just venting, um, you don't want to hear that. You just want someone to just listen. Okay? You know, we just need to listen more. You know, disabled people, we have our very specific anxieties and worries that are different from the rest of society. Us disabled people, our troubles are all the same. But we're not all the same per se from the rest of the world. By the by as far as magnitude goes, we all have the similar, very similar issues, but on different playing fields. You know, uh, people worry about finding the right job. We have to worry about finding the right job too, but the right job that works for our disability. We have to constantly worry about, will this job accommodate my disability? Will I be able to find the right number of caregivers for my needs wherever I move to? That's another topic altogether moving. Moving out of your parents' home or your caregiver's home and going into independent living or community living, whatever works for you. And so that's that constant worry of how will I, how well will I be able to transfer over my disability services, my insurance issues, my accommodations, my getting the right caregivers, ones that can lift, ones that will be on time, ones that won't be a no-show. So many stories about that. But it's those constant worries that regular people, able-bodied people, don't even think about. But they try to understand us, and they try to relate with us, all in good nature. I understand that. 
It's all good-natured with good intentions, but at the same time, or and at the same time, it just gets tiresome. You know, it's like, yeah, we have the same issues in some ways, but when you're with a disability, all the issues are magnified and amplified to like the 10th degree. You know, it's like, comparatively speaking, if someone able-bodied wants to move away, they can just get up and go. Again, compare relatively speaking. Whereas us, people like us, they need to plan ahead or worry about the disability services. Like I said, that whole Schindler's list that we have to go through just to make a move, literally, and finding the right job that'll work for us. And oh man, I'm sorry. I bring all this up because I recently have just been applying to jobs. Well, okay, I've been applying to jobs for the past several few years now. I mean, I worked at my local um, hardware store, but I'm talking about getting my pastor job, finding the position at the right church and all that. It's been challenging, but it's okay. Because job hunting in general is difficult. It's tough. And so we have to find all these different um, jobs that will at least give us an interview, looking around, just, you know, dealing with that rejection and immediate dismissal is really hard. You know, what's going to happen when we do get the job? What will happen when we move? Will we be prepared? It's that constant anxiety of will we be taken care of? Will we be covered? Will we be able to do what we know we're capable of doing but of course we all need help with it you know it's that constant worry of that but what is my value and then I think a little bit and I was frustrated about this as well the other day when I was dealing with some rejections in my life and just trying to get the next chapter of life going, finding my own place, finding the right uh, job placement in the right place where I want to be outside of my hometown. You know, you don't really want to stay in your hometown forever. If that works for you, great. Some people do, and it works out good for them. Personally, I'm not sure. I don't know if that's something we want to do, but the point is that disabled people We want to achieve our independence as much as we can and obtain it. I mean, seriously, if you're listening to this and you have that independence, please enjoy your independence now because that is a huge accomplishment for anyone to get. And it's it's often taken for granted. I don't mean to sound like I'm complaining, but... I have a story here. So the other day, I'm just sitting outside, you know, just thinking about how to move forward, how to balance all of my disability services, all of my insurance issues. I mean, I have a buddy of mine who is going through some annoying insurance problems as we speak. 
dealing with um, caregiving issues, um, with case manager issues. You know, the list goes on and on. If only people knew, right? Um, if only people knew the daily ins and outs and the daily logistics of the disability life. And you know, you're constantly worrying what's going to happen. What will happen when I do make that move? What will happen when I do turn the page to the next chapter? The one that God has for all of us. So I'm sitting outside and I look up and there's in Wisconsin, we have very beautiful birds. I didn't quite know the name of this one. It was a little far, but I still got a good look at them. And it's a beautiful bird. And just watching them on the tree pick the berries. And there's just everything else that was on the tree, just up there picking at it. It's just a beautiful bird. I have a balcony, so I'm sitting out on my balcony looking up at this bird. And so I'm just watching, and then I remembered in the Bible, Matthew 6, when Jesus tells everyone about value. He's talking here with the disciples and the crowds about value and worth and your importance. How everyone, I'm not going to say special, but I'm going to say how everyone has value. And everyone is worthy. Because Jesus says, in Matthew 6, I was looking at this bird and I thought of him saying, Look at the birds of the air, for they do not sow nor reap nor carry off to the barns. I'm paraphrasing. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value? What Jesus is saying here is you think you have little value. We have all these different troubles. We have all these different struggles and problems. Everyday problems. Dealing with rejection. Dealing with being dismissed all the time. Feeling like no one listens. Feeling like a burden. Feeling like rejection is your own fault. Always. Because of the disability. Feeling like we have no value in society. That we have no place. Because we feel like we can't contribute. You know, we live in a very works-orientated society and culture. If you live in America, that is. Um, if you live somewhere else and it's different, great. But here in America, we live in a very works-orientated place where your contribution determines your value. Um, you can blame capitalism. You can blame whatever you want on that. Personally, that's more, of, more so the abuse of capitalism than capitalism itself. But the whole point there, that if you're not contributing, or if you're not super able-bodied, Captain America, doing all these physical labor and whatnot, then you're of little value, and you're of little worth, 
and society doesn't find you appealing or worth listening to. They may accommodate us and help meet our needs so we shut up and sit so we can do this and that. But when it comes to the real stuff, like getting a job, a real job that will give us full wages, full time, full benefits, as a contributing member of society, that's a different story. Granted, there are many jobs out there that do hire disabled people. And parts of society do see the disability life as valuable. But our troubles are very difficult. And what we need to understand always is that we have each other. Our troubles are all the same. In those disabled days, they will get to you sometimes. Feeling like your disability has the victory that day. Days where I feel like spinal muscular atrophy has the upper hand. Other days wondering what will happen when I do make that change in life. Who will care for me? Who will provide for us? I speak for all of us now. Who will not care about our disability. But I think about the Lord Jesus and how God cares for the smallest creatures of birds, of certain insects, bumblebees, <laughs> honeybees, whoever, and whatever. But are we not of greater value? Even us, disabled people, are cared for by God. In your frustrations, you may not think so. In your disability, you may feel abandoned. You may feel forgotten, like God made a joke out of you. But you are of equal value. For the Lord God loves you dearly and wholeheartedly. And we can't let our disabilities win. They're a part of us, but they don't totally define us. We need a little help sometimes. Sometimes we need a lot of help. But because the Lord God feeds the birds of the air and they don't, they don't sow or reap or carry their things into the barns, their storage. In the sense of the birds do their own thing. We do our thing. And God still feeds the birds. And he will cover you as well. He will provide for you and he will care for you. Always. For he always has and always will. The value and feeling good enough and our worthiness is in God alone, not in ourselves. It's not about being good enough. It's not about feeling like we need to be a certain way. It's not about 
the contribution to society to determine our worth and value. No. Because we are already in the Lord, we are good. We are made good. And God loves us all just the same. And so I want you to think about that this week. As you're fighting different battles, fighting different addictions, fighting off different struggles, dealing with different hardships, dealing with rejection in every sense of the word, dealing with heartache, dealing with heartbreak, dealing with dismissal, feeling like no one hears you, no one understands you, no one relates with you other than your closest loved ones and maybe just other disabled people, whether it's cerebral palsy or you're blind or you're dealing with other physical disabilities like spinal muscular atrophy, you're dealing with rare disease that no one can really understand, whatever it may be, spina bifida, whatever, you are still of value and you are still important, no matter what society makes you feel like. Look at the birds of the air, for they do not fret, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. So too does God care for us, if not more. Let's play together, shall we? <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for everyone that are listening, Lord God, for all disabled people that are struggling across the world, feeling like we aren't heard, feeling like no one cares about us, feeling like we are not important and that we're only around to inspire people, feeling like we only get attention when we complain about something, feeling like we only get attention when we need something fixed or accommodated or whatever. Lord God, you know we are of more value and importance than that. For you love us just the same. Thank you so much for all that you do for us. I pray for people to seek you and find you and know that you are already there. Help us in any kind of dealings we're going through. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Well, thank you everyone so much for listening to episode 29 of Handy Schlapped. I am your host, Reverend Jordan Schrader. And if you want to continue the conversation, please go to facebook.com slash Jordan Schrader. That's S-C-H-R-O-E-T as in Tiger E-R. Or you can email me at jordanrobert71 at gmail.com. In the meantime, y'all take care, stay safe, and as always, stay classy. God bless.